Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Neil Thompson Speaks, where we talk to speakers about speaking. I'm your host, Neil Thompson, speaker and speaker questioner. You can find this podcast on my website, neilthompsonspeaks.com. You can also find it on iTunes or Stitcher. Please subscribe and share. Nikki Clark is a tour de force, jewelry maker, show host, public speaker. What can she not do? If you go on her website, nikkiclarknetwork.com, you'll find all of her shows. Yes, there's more than one. The Nikki Clark Show, Foodie Central, and the beat goes on. The list seems to actually go on. Nikki's also a motivational speaker at schools and events in the greater Toronto area. I'm interested to find out more about her speaking engagements, where she finds time to head up all of her endeavors, and her tips for becoming a better public speaker. It's bound to be a great episode. Let's bring her in now. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to Neil Thompson Speaks. Hi, Neil. Thank you so much for the invitation to to share with you today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. First question for you, what exactly is your business and what do you provide people? Well, I wear many hats. I am a motivational speaker and I am a show host and producer of the Nikki Clark Show. The show's premise is to invite people from all walks of life to come and share their hard stories. And the tagline of the show is transforming lives one story at a time. So that is the intention. We want people to overcome challenges, hurdles, to get unstuck in either personal or professional areas of their life by people removing the mask that they wear to protect themselves, protect their integrity, and to be authentic. And authentic um, connections are made at the live taping and that's one part of what I do, and, and I also go into schools, as you mentioned, and, and um, the boardrooms of corporations to share about my journey as an entrepreneur and also about um, the research that I've done on black history. I'm also the president of the Ontario Black History Society, and the um, Ontario Black History Society is an organization, it's a charity uh, that's been around since 1978 to promote, protect, and preserve black history in Canada. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. I, you know, I'm—I don't know if you know this, but I'm from. Even though I live in San Diego, I'm—I'm I'm actually originally from Canada, and I don't know so much about Black history in Canada. <laughs> the most—the most I know is, I think, in some part of of Nova Scotia, the former slaves went and made a colony there. But be, beyond that's that, I—I—I right. I, I, I know very little. Both of my parents are immigrants. Are my back? My uh, I guess my history in Canada only goes back to the the late 60s when they immigrated when they immigrated there so that's pretty much my extent of black history for me personally <laughs> well and you know what um there's so much 
to know that there's rich history in Canada. And uh, and that's where we um that's that's why we're around. We go and we fill in that gap of information. Um there's uh so much black history in Toronto, Montreal, uh as you mentioned, Nova Scotia, right throughout Canada. You'd be surprised where um the underground railroad stops were made the connections that uh, Harriet Tubman and other um, conductors uh, helping uh, blacks um, escape uh, from the United States into Canada. Uh, you'd be amazed where these stops are. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. So you'd mentioned that you go into schools and you also go into corporations as a, as a speaker. How, is, how has public speaking benefited your business overall? Well, when you're invited to speak to people, um, there is a an atmosphere of um, creating a rapport. Uh, what I do is I I, I like to use a, a combination of audiovisual, and uh, that's kind of the the background that I have as an educator. I, I used to be a college professor at um, Sheridan College in Brampton, Ontario in community development and early childhood education. So uh, for me as a learner, I like to see and hear at the same time. So I provide the, the audio the, for the auditory listeners, uh, for the auditory learners rather, and then the visual, a PowerPoint presentation or video uh, so that they can both kind of uh, work well together in you know retaining information. And then I also um, insert uh, information about myself so that there's a personal connection because people like to learn from other people's stories and and that's the 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 report that's created when when people can identify uh with with something that you share that comes from a real place um they 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 lock in and they connect and and they really grow from that story and um that, and that's pretty much how I set up um all my uh, presentations it's it's uh it comes from a personal place it comes from a place of um, thorough um, research on the topic, and it also comes from a combination of uh, auditory and visual uh, materials to enhance the presentation, to make it really interesting. Wow, that's cool. Well, you used to teach at, at Sheridan in Brampton. You know, I, I, as I mentioned, I'm from, I'm, I'm from Canada originally, but more specifically, I'm from Brampton. So I, <laughs> you know, oh, wow. the majority of my life. <laughs> Yes, uh, that's where I live. Yeah, I only moved to the the U.S. in in 2002 to go to school, and essentially I've been here ever since. But for about a year, yeah. I lived not too far from Sheridan, McLaughlin Steel. There. Well, there you go. Oh, you funny. know exactly what I'm talking about. You're from the B town. Okay, excellent. I, I lived there I for 18 years. Am. Okay, cool. <laughs> small so, world. how has pub? How, yeah, small world indeed. How has public speaking benefited your non-business life? Well, it just it, it helps me to grow as an individual because when I um, put these presentations together, the intention is to share, but it's also to learn. So when I go, I, I'm open to receive feedback, and I'm also open to um, people, you know, sharing about themselves. They, they yes, will tell me about uh, what they've learned and what they needed to know or, or um you know, some parts that they could offer in terms of enhancing the next presentation. But what I love the best is what people say about themselves and, and what they connect to. So for me, uh, I grow personally from learning from others. Yeah, absolutely. Have you always been a great public speaker, or is this something you've had to work on? Well, I think it's just practice um, enhances your craft and 
I will have to say that I've been in a public arena since I was five years old. Uh, my parents saw something in me where I was not um, a shy child, and I love to to chat. They said I was, you know, the the uh, epitome of the the, the chatty Kathy doll. Uh, back in the 70s, I was always talking uh, to anyone. I would walk up to a stranger and I would I'd start a conversation. And because I grew up with uh, parents who um, who used the, the English language in a way where they were very um, correct in this form, my mother's a teacher, my father's you know, um, a minister of uh, the Christian faith. So they're always speaking to people and they're always, you know, referencing um, books. So my, my, um, my, my education, I guess, in terms of uh, public speaking uh, has uh, a lot of um, attributes to uh, my parents, um, you know, training me that way and also pushing me out there. So I I wasn't shy to speak to people and uh, that's where it started. Wow. That's really that's that's a that's pretty cool. I I think I have the exact opposite. I've always been quite an introvert, <laughs> and I think my parents well not, not even necessarily my parents. My mother specifically forced me to speak in public, and it started at <laughs> church. And I guess she yeah. noticed when I was I was uh, when I was a kid, I was a pretty avid reader. I was pretty good at it, so she used to make me do the the readings. I used to uh, used to go to a Catholic church when I was a kid, and. It was, First reading and second reading, all all these different readings, and it seems like every every Sunday I, I was doing some reading or other in front of all these people, so I had to get comfortable <laughs> with public speaking quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I remember having to do those readings too in church, and I would just burn right through them. <laughs> this is, people would stop me and say, "Well, um, slow down next time." But I was just really interested in finishing that long verse. So I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thinking, looking back on it, it actually didn't. It wasn't that bad. I mean, because I used to do it, and then my mother would give me a reward. So, <laughs> so I went to a, a predominantly black church, a Catholic church in Toronto, and my reward mm-hmm. would be if I did a good job with the reading, I would get I would get food afterwards. I get a treat. So well, there you that, go. So that was so, <laughs> so it worked out for the best. So when you give speeches, are there certain things that you focus on? And if so, what are those things? Uh, Well, of late, I've been asked to speak a lot about um, uh, conflict resolution. Um, I've been invited to schools where uh, mean girls, uh, bullying, uh, those those are cropping up. Uh, quite a bit in um, in in the middle schools and er, er, early years, where, where children are not um, using proper skills to uh, cope with, uh, with 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 negative feelings of anger, and um, and and they're resorting to really mean words and also um, you know physical confrontation. Uh, so they invite me to come in and talk about um, saying no, letting go is um is a workshop series that I put together and what it does is it identifies what conflict is and it also talks about our conflict styles and everyone has a different way of responding to conflict some people um they they flee from it and some people are ready for a fight so it all depends on you know your natural temperament and and in your you know um innate reaction so we talk about that and we also talk about um, assertiveness skills. There, there are five uh, 
different assertiveness skills that I teach, things that you can use right away to help you transfer your, your message, get your message across, and also to keep your integrity and, and the person uh, that you're speaking to, they can maintain their integrity. So nobody loses. It's a win-win operation uh, when you're being assertive. And I also identify the difference between assertiveness and aggressiveness. Aggressiveness is, uh, you know, just plowing through and getting what you want by any means necessary. So we identify what those are. And then another um, uh, workshop opportunity that uh, I've been uh, engaged in is called um, um, creating a buzz using social media to boost your business. So uh, what we do is we we look at the different um, social media sites, uh, the very popular ones from Facebook to Twitter to LinkedIn and so on, and we look at uh, what they're used for. And so we look at the science behind it, and we also look at the audience. Every every single social media site has a different audience, and and what it appeals to people, and also what some of the the turnoffs are. So every site is good, and then there's some there's some um, cons to it. So you have to, as a business owner, uh, know how to uh, manage them well to um, be able to properly utilize them for your business. So this is what we we uh, talk about. And then there's also the Black History uh, presentation. So I talk about uh, what is relevant in the black community, what's going on in Ontario, uh, what's happening in, in Canada as a whole, and also some of the um, important uh, players uh, in black history that we need to give homage to as they have been uh, major um, contributors to worldwide uh, international um, uh, international uh, contribution, um, and uh, those are those are some of the things that I talk about. So um, it's it's a lot about personal development. It's a lot about identity, uh, and uh, it's it's a really it's really a treat for me. I'm I'm loving the journey in being able to help people this way. Um, I've been invited to a couple of correctional um, facilities in in Ontario, and it it really warms my heart. Um, that the information that I have is, is being received so well and, and it's helping people. I've had people write to me and thank me um, for uh, whatever I've shared. And it really resonated with them and it, it has changed them. So I, I, it's a blessing and I, and I thank God for giving me the platforms to be able to do it. So this is what uh, public speaking has been able to do. It, it, um, it, is, it is opening up the scope for so many people and it's also helping me as an individual to grow. Wow, that's that's impressive. The the various platforms that that you have, especially in one that really stood out for me was the well, two of them actually. The first one was the the your conflict resolution platform. I think the the fact that you're addressing schools about bullying is is so important these days. I remember when I was in school, bullying just kind of it ended when school was done. But it seems like now mm-hmm. with the advent of the internet, you could be bullied while you're at your house. It's crazy how you know. People can sure, cyber sure. like cyberbullying is a thing now. It's it's, it's I, I would not want to be a kid today. It, it, it must be really it must be really difficult to be a child in in this day and age. And then the your other platform on creating a buzz, social media. It seems like it's so important now in in really getting your name out there and getting your brand out there for your business. So a lot of of, of businesses, I'm sure, are hopefully are taking your message to heart and really embracing social media since it it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's not going anywhere anytime soon, and it's amazing the empire you can grow uh, organically just um, from your laptop. You don't have to even leave your your office, your home office. 
it could all be done if you know how to use the right strategy to build up your company. Absolutely. So when you have a, a presentation to do, do you have a, a set way in how you prepare for a, a speech or a presentation? Uh, well, when you're working with adult learners, it's always important to provide basic outline of what you're going to be saying. So I always provide an agenda, and it gives them in point form a breakdown of what, what messages they're going to receive. And then I try to enhance each message, whatever, whichever ones I'm going to present with um, a visual so that they can retain it both ways by what, they, what I've said and also what they've seen. And then I say less. So I give them an opportunity to hear, but I don't give too, too much. If the presentation is an hour, I will give myself 25 minutes, half an hour to speak, and the rest I will leave for interaction. Because the best way to retain information is to use it right away. So if you are listening to a point and you're absorbing it, and then I ask you a question, I'm hoping that information has been, um, has been circulating and, and resonating somewhere that you can give me something back. So this is the dynamic process of, of uh, presenting and also um, learning at the same time. So that's what I do with my presentations. I give uh, succinct information um, um, you know, through my verbal presentation. I give the, the visual uh, enhancement. And then I also give opportunities for people to, to ask questions and then if there's a longer presentation, say um, it's about a 90-minute presentation, I allow people in the room to break off into small groups so they, they can have smaller discussion of whatever is presented. Because some people may not, you know, they may be a little intimidated to speak in front of a large crowd. But if it's, say, if it's 100 or more, I say, you know what, find four friends or uh, we'll find a way for them to be paired up in a little team in a huddle and they can share the information and then we'll come back and finish the presentation. You know, these are these are excellent tips for anyone who gives presentations that are, you know, tend to be longer. You know, one thing you mentioned was the use of an agenda. I think that is so important. You're you're probably one of the few people I've talked to on the public speaking topic that has mentioned anything about an agenda. And it just really triggered memories of back when I worked in corporate America of going to meetings. I had a boss at one of my companies, and he called these meetings, you know, five or ten minutes before the meeting was to happen, and there'd be no agenda, and we'd be sitting there, and conversations would just kind of veer off to the left, or mm-hmm. you know, and it was just it used to be so frustrating for for myself, and so the fact that you advocate for and have agendas that for for your presentations, I think, is so important. And then another thing that you mentioned is giving people time to really digest the information by having yes. have time to ask questions. I think that's that's mm-hmm. so important as opposed to just talking at people for a good solid hour. You know, giving them time to really asleep. take they it all in. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, fall asleep yeah. for sure. I, and I, I fall asleep quick, so the fact that you allow time for uh, for, for, for Q and A I think is, is really important. Absolutely. Well thank you. And yeah. and like I said, it you're you're uh, you're um you're able to learn all this through practice. So you have to stumble and fall a couple of times until you get it right. And if you're open to, you know, receiving feedback, then you know how to to make it um, a tight presentation 
and this is what's been working for me. Um, and, yeah, I just keep moving forward with uh, what I've learned uh, to set up a successful presentation. Definitely. So who's your favorite public speaker, and, and why is that person your favorite? Well, I have a few of them. Um, I love... I love the Obamas. I love um, I love uh, the you know former President Obama and his wife. Uh, they are excellent speakers, and uh, they they know how to um, use body language. They know how to use uh, nonverbal communication to send a message. They know how to use tone and delivery and what they say to really um, you know strike a chord. Uh, to to make people resonate with them, so I, I watch quite a few of their clips to to, to hone in with the, the the skill they have in in uh, delivering speeches. Uh, but when I when I was um, 15 years old, uh, my father, uh, who was one of the co-founders of the Black Business Professional Association in Montreal, he invited me to uh, come with him to uh, a seminar on on uh, black. Um, businesses, and the keynote speaker for that event was the Reverend Jesse Jackson, uh, who you know was, um, you know, the right hand for Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, in the Civil Rights Movement, and uh, Reverend Jackson was a powerful speaker, and he he knew how to um, use his voice, he knew how to uh, um, to to use tone and the nonverbal to to send a, a beautiful delivery. And and one thing that I'll never forget that he said, and it, and it, the the words ring in my ears uh, to this day. And you know that I was 15, and now I'm 49. So you can imagine the uh, impact he made on what he said was that there is nothing more powerful than a mind made up. And every time I come. Uh, and I'm faced with uh, hardship or I'm faced with adversity or, or with a challenge, I always remember that. I always remember that, that, no. you know, what, whatever, whatever, whatever is happening, it, it, it's just temporary. And that once you're determined, you will be able to overcome it. So in, in because of the way he said it and the timing, um, that makes him a favorite of mine because of the connection I made at a very young age. Wow, that's 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 impressive. Well, the the Obamas and the Reverend Jesse Jackson, those are two or three really great public speakers to to hold in in high esteem. You have good taste. I do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just to to kind of to wrap things up, what are your future plans for your business? I'm I'm really curious to know. Well, we're going to continue uh, with the Nikki Clark Show. Uh, we're taping in different cities. And in Toronto, uh, we're also taping in um, in Ottawa and Montreal in the summertime. Uh, we're looking to uh, go to the Caribbean, so we're taping in Jamaica, and then uh, looking to go to Barbados and the other islands, um, you know, later in the year. And and there's also there's something coming up uh, in my career. I'm not ready to announce it yet, but if you want to follow up with me uh, in say about June, I'll be able to formally tell you. Um, the the next move that I'm making. Okay, excellent. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell the listeners? Well, I just like to tell them that um, you know, just just keep doing what they're doing, and and in in terms of uh, you know getting 
the, their speech making and their presentations down pat. Do the research. Uh, read. There's there's uh, quite a bit of information online. Um, if there's a networking event where they can attend for free or or just a few few dollars and it's not a huge investment, uh, they should go. They should take every opportunity to go and meet individuals and listen. And then if there's an opportunity for them to speak, even for two and three minutes, uh, to share about themselves and, or their businesses, they, they are working on their craft at enhancing their speaking skills. Uh, they should also um, tap into um, great uh, nonprofit uh, organizations like Toastmasters. Um, there's also uh, other types of um, speaking engagements they can do in like community college levels and that. But, you know, to get really good at what you're doing, just, just go out and, and get your feet wet and just keep practicing and practicing and practicing until it becomes second nature. And uh, even, even the best have coaches. So if you need someone to work with you closely, uh, there are people you can find who can help you um, hone your craft. So uh, don't, don't ever be afraid to ask for help because uh, that's the only way you're going to become excellent at what you do. Absolutely. That's all great advice. So how can people find you, Nikki? Sure, they can go to my website, NikkiClarkNetwork.com, and all my information is there. My social media handles are there. I'm on Twitter, The Nikki Clark Show. I'm on Facebook, Nikki Clark, or Nikki Clark Show, and I'm also on LinkedIn uh, under Nikki Clark, and Instagram, Nikki Clark 31 and Nikki spelled N-I-K-K-I, and there's an E at the end of Clark. Excellent. So NikkiClarkNetwork.com, and you can get access to all of her social media handles from the website as well. Great. Thanks again for calling in, Nikki. This has been really interesting. I enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Neil, and uh, really appreciate what you do for the community and in helping them enhance their speaking abilities. Great. Well, everybody, that marks the end of another episode of Neil Thompson Speaks. Thank you for tuning in. To learn more about me and Neil Thompson Speaks, you can visit neilthompsonspeaks.com. That's N-E-I-L-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Nikki Clark, for being on the podcast episode today. And also, to get access to my free public speaking course, you can find it on neilthompsonspeaks.com. All you need to do is click on free resources, and it will take you down the path to getting the course. Until next time, please. Take care.